0: Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, it is Goals Thursday, and Trevor Zegris is a living legend. We'll talk about it on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It's a Thursday afternoon. Thank goodness I finally get to talk about the San Diego Goals. Folks, it is no secret that I've been enjoying these Goals games More than the Ducks games. Hello everyone, I'm your host Jason J.D. Hernandez covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, you could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You could follow the show at LO underscore Ducks which has been a little bit more pro goals lately because hey, the Ducks only have 9 games left. They're not making the playoffs. But hey, look at the goals. They're doing very well. I finally get to talk about what happened in El Segundo last Thursday as yours truly was one of the fortunate... Lucky, privileged ones that saw that Trevor Zegers goal that went viral. If you haven't seen it by now, I plastered it all over my Twitter feed for a couple of days. It was a thing of beauty. Oh my god. So, just to set up the stage for this game. And I kind of want to set the stage for what the atmosphere was like at El Segundo last Thursday. So, I did have a show last Thursday, but the game had not happened yet. And there was no show on Friday. So I haven't had a chance to really talk about this, given everything else that has happened in the past week. So here's here's what here's what happened. So I arrive in El Segundo fairly, actually very early, knowing that there was going to be a lot of scouts there. And boy, was I surprised. This was a packed house, or a relatively packed house, dot, 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 in the sense that there were executives there. There were scouts there. There was scouts from... Several, several teams in the National Hockey League for multiple reasons. There were there was a lot of scouts there because they all wanted to see Trevor Zegras. There was scouts there because there's been rumors surrounding the LA Kings and the Buffalo Sabers, so all of those scouts were there for that as well. Then you had the people that kind of commute nearby LAX, LA Airport, and they're like, "Hey, the Toyota Sports Center. It's close by. It's like a two mile." Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, totally, totally. Why not? Let's let's put that in the calendar. Why not? So there was a lot of scouts flown in, got into LAX, and took the short two-minute taxi ride to TSC. So there was kind of a buzz in that building, a buzz that we have not seen all season long. Yeah, Trevor Zegras playing against the Ontario Rain. How did this one go? Zegras did not disappoint anybody in that first game. In fact, right away with about 10 minutes left. Well, first off, uh, the first few shifts for Trevor Zegras that first period, he was unbelievable. He won nearly every face-off in the first period. He was impressing the scouts. He was impressing the executives. And I will only hint at this, but there were a couple certain executives and a couple particular general managers. That's all I'm going to say. If you want to hear more about that, maybe you could try to pry that out of me on today's locker room. But I won't say what I'm going to say here. So if you really want to know, you could check me out on Locker Room later today. All right. So a lot of people there. First period, wins almost every face-off. And then with about eight or so, about almost nine minutes left in the first period, magic happened. You had Josh Mahura, Steal the puck from about the neutral zone. Get a nice outlet pass. Cross ice outlet to Vinny Latari, Who kind of does this little behind the back little like flip pass. Like behind between the legs behind him pass. To a streaking Trevor Zegras. And to Zegras' point. Or to Zegras' credit rather. He was very aware that he was going to beat those two defenders. He split the defense. Beat them. Ended up being all alone on a breakaway. He went to his left, deked right, faked again, and what he did was he took the puck to the tip of his blade and just kind of flicked it just over the left pad of J.F. Berube to score the game's first goal, and oh my god, everybody went nuts. The certain GM below me, he was pointing towards the goal. He was shocked. The scouts up above, they actually kind of cheered a little bit. I know you're not supposed to cheer when you're in the press box. I mean, I didn't cheer. I just kind of, like, stayed as calm as possible. But my mouth was open. Even though you couldn't see it behind a mask, my mouth was completely gop. Woo! Oh, man. That, oh, my God. The reaction to everybody was just like, holy crap, did you see that? I'm just kind of paraphrasing here. That's not exactly what people said. There was a lot of profanity said after that goal. Yeah. He flipped it with the edge, with the tip of his blade, the edge of the blade. How do you do that? How the hell do you use that two inches of stick blade? Just kind of put it on your tip and just flick it up. Oh, the best part. He did this all while in stride and while still maintaining control of the puck. What the hell was that? Oh my God. That was Zechrus's eighth goal of the season in San Diego that was truly a highlight goal for the ages I still can't believe I was privileged to watch this one live so that made it one nothing San Diego and it would remain like that through the second period and it was the Lucas Dostal show where he stopped 21 of 21 shots the San Diego goals I don't know what they did that second period but they kind of fell asleep Zegras kind of fell off a little bit, starting to lose some more faceoffs, and it got to the point where in the second period, Ontario outshot San Diego. I'm not kidding on this, twenty-one to three. I took notes. Yeah, they were legit, twenty-one to three shots on goal for Ontario, but San Diego did everything they could to blow that lead, and they did not. Third period, same thing. Ontario outshot San Diego fourteen to seven. And among those was a power play goal from the reigning slap shot champion, Martin Firk. His first of the season in Ontario. He's coming back from injury. Yeah, he looked fine on that power play. Look, Martin Firk, we know how hard he can shoot. We recorded it last year at the AHL All Star game. You do not want to get in the way of that 109 mile per hour shot. And he blistered that. So that tied things up at one. And we would go to overtime. I know I spent most of the game talking about the shot by Trevor Zegras. But that was the highlight of the game. And everybody talked about it for the next two and a half hours. It was that good. Oh, but one other kind of little thing about that game. Was the fact that the certain GM was kind of taking notes on a couple of things. Zegris was starting to tire out a little bit towards the end. And also starting to take notes on faceoffs, on um, just neutral zone defense, defense in general. Zegras had an amazing first two periods, but then you started to see penalties pile up in the second period. Which is partially why Ontario outshot San Diego. Ontario got power play after power play after power play. There were five, count them, five power plays at the start. And guess what? Absolutely nothing for Ontario. It wasn't until that last power play where zegris got two minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, that's where the goal took place. So that's where you started to see some scouts going, oh, zegris he got caught for hooking. Then he left the ice, had some words to say, and he got an unsportsmanlike. So zegris kind of fell off a little bit towards the end of the game where he lost. And I have my notes here. He lost five of his last six face-offs, including his last four. So I don't know what happened between the first and the third, but he pretty much completely lost his edge. Then we go into overtime, and Ziegris had less speed going in overtime, where he got beat on one play that resulted in an Ontario range shot that did not go in. Lucky for them. Then it went the other way. That overtime was extremely fast, except Zegris just got beat. I mean, Quentin Byfield got a shot in, and that didn't go in. Good stop by Lucas Dostal. And then it became all San Diego. Once Zegris finally got a hold of it, he had a nice pass to Chase DeLeo. And Chase DeLeo got a good shot off on J.F. Berube. And just a few seconds after that, the goals maintaining possession. And Vinny Letary with the game-winning goal on passes from Chase DeLeo and Josh Mahura. That ended it, but that was also because it was a power play for San Diego. Akeel Thomas got caught hooking, so immediately had a four-on-three power play for San Diego. They brought out Letary, Chase DeLeo, Josh Mahura, and Trevor Ziegris. Ziegris did lose that face-off in overtime, but he managed to gather the puck back and get a nice outlet pass to Josh Mahura. Or rather, he outletted to Chase DeLeo. DeLeo got the first shot. And they kind of went around the horn back to Laterry for that sweet overtime goal. That's your final score. The San Diego goals defeated the Ontario Reign in overtime, two to one, in front of a raucous crowd full of scouts and executives. Yeah, but oh my god, that Zegras goal! I, I I still can't believe it. It's been a week and I still can't believe I got to watch that. Woo. Okay, I'm I'm good. I'm calm. If you thought I I reacted this way today, imagine how I reacted last week, trying to remain calm. (laughs) Oh, I kind of wish I had recorded a show after that game, but, you know, driving all the way to El Segundo, and then you eat out there, and then you get home late, and then you have championship soccer. You don't have time to record, as evidenced by not having a show last uh, Friday. Yeah. So I just didn't have the time, but... Oh, man. Imagine if I had recorded from my car just after that game. It would have been 20 minutes of, oh, my God, he did that. Can you believe he did that? He took the puck, put it on the edge of his blade, and scored. What was that? And I was going to go on for like 20 minutes just talking about that goal all night. But I'm going to keep it to a segment because there's three other games to talk about. But first... We're going to head to the first intermission. Oh my gosh, I've been going on for a long time. Oh, we're still going to head to intermission here, aren't we? Yeah, are we going to do that? Who's messaging me? No one. I'm going to keep this in because I'm in some kind of mood. Okay, first intermission brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 from BlueNile.com is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. They use diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, that's in Africa, and these are ideal rings for Mother's Day. These rings are available now through Mother's Day only on bluenile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. They feature high quality Find jewelry that will surprise and delight those special mothers in your life. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring, definitely check them out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Hey, Mother's Day is only, what, three weeks away? Are we three weeks away from that? Oh yeah, because it's the same weekend that the NHL ends. So when the NHL finishes... This deal will also end from BlueNile.com. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission and talk about the other three games that happened and delve in a little bit more on how Zegras has fared the last couple games. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And this show is brought to you once again by the 10x10 Diamonds, which can be found at BlueNile.com. All right, so there were three other games that happened after that. Yeah, can you believe that wasn't the only game? I mean, that's all we can talk about was that game in Ontario, or rather El Segundo. Ha <laughs> ha So the goals traveled to Bakersfield on Saturday. But not everyone was in tow because there was a couple players that were out with an illness. And one of those was Trevor Zegras. He was out with an illness. I will point out that there was plenty of Ducks players and some Goals players that did get vaccinated over the week. And this is mainly because uh, they got vaccinated because their second dose would take place after the hockey season ends. So after that second dose, if there's any side effects, they would feel it after the season ends anyway. So maybe it it sounds like Zgris may have already gotten one of his shots. We can't confirm that. I mean, for obvious reasons. But there was more than one player that was out for um, some kind of illness. That's all that was said. So with Zegras being out among other players. Yeah, it was a complete domination by Bakersfield. And that's not a team you want to lose to because Bakersfield and San Diego were pretty much a dead heat as far as standings go. But Bakersfield took over second place in the division and it was not close at all. Bakersfield dominated San Diego right from the get go. Immediately you had a quick lead from Bakersfield. Um, uh, I don't know what I can say about this game. I don't know what I can say that's positive because there was really nothing positive about this game at all. Bakersfield came out to a 2-0 lead early on. Ryan McLeod scored. Adam Cracknell scored. I mean, Chase DeLeo did score a nice goal in the third period, but that was it. Because Ryan McLeod scored again. Esposito scored again. Lavois scored an empty netter. For some reason, the goals decided to empty their net Super early in, in the third period. There was about five minutes left in the game. When San Diego decided, we're down by three. Let's roll the dice and just pull the goalie now. Yeah, Lavoy scored right away. Final score was 5-1 to one Bakersfield. It really wasn't close. Stuart Skinner was great. Ole Eck. he just did not have a good game. He didn't. He stopped 24 of 28 shots. You had... Kind of a patchwork um, roster happening there. So, goals fall to Bakersfield. Okay, so it's the first loss in a while. Big deal, right? Well, if you're the San Diego Goals, you're thinking, well, we lost one. We can start a new streak because we only have, what, five games left? Yeah, there's only, oh, no, not five games, but there's more than five games. They have plenty of games still left. As a matter of fact, at the time, they had eight or nine games left. Woo! Okay, so what do you do at San Jose? You know what the answer is. You completely demolish them. That's what you do. I'm kind of, I was kind of holding my breath there. Like, what do you do? You beat the ever-loving crap out of them. That's what you actually do, because they came into San Jose and destroyed them. Picking it up on Tuesday's game. So you had Zegers starting at center once again. He did not get off to a good start. In fact, Zegers looked a little bit lost on these last two games. And I'll go more in-depth on Zegers' games on the third segment of this program. So early on, San Diego had some good looks from Andrew Paldorowski. So that first goal happened in the first minute. Actually, right off the faceoff where the Goals won the faceoff. Lost it to the San Jose Barracuda. Robbie Russo took it in the Goals' offensive zone. But Jacob Perot stole the puck right back from Robbie Russo, who had a nice pass to Sam Carrick. Oh, Captain Carrick was back, by the way. So Carrick, who then passed it to Potts in the slot. I don't know how Podorowski was that open, but he was. That's Potts' eighth goal of the season. That made it 1-0, only 18 seconds into the game, and it was all San Diego after that. That second goal. Alex Lemo, she had a nicer wrister from about the faceoff dot. And that was from a Bryce Kindop steal. So that made it 2-0 San Diego, only 5 minutes into the game. They already had the full advantage. They were out hustling San Jose. They were out shooting them until the very end of the period. Ended up being 11-11 shots. San Diego got off to a very fast start in the second period. They dominated the puck. Had control the whole time. Then once San San Jose... Got a shot on net. It was off to the races for San Jose. They ended up on a two-on-one back-and-forth break, which led to a Sam Carrick goal. The way that one happened was Axel Anderson gains control of the puck in the defensive zone, had a nice pass to Sam Carrick, who was right around center ice. He passed it back to Alex Limoge and right back to Sam Carrick. Perfect. Picture perfect. Textbook two-on-one break perfectly executed, 3-0 San Diego, Sam Carrick's 13th of the season. Third period, well, not much in that third period. Lean Bergman scored his second of the season right away in the third, making it 3-1 San Diego. But after that, it was the power play for San Diego that really, really took place. Alex Limoge scored his second of the game on the power play, making it 4-1. And then... Axel Anderson, his first professional goal. I loved that goal. Anderson had a nice look in the fir- in the second period, rather, didn't get a goal, but then on that third period, he did not miss a perfect shot just above the shoulder. Uh, I think it was Melnichuk that was in goal that game, and it was a thing of beauty. And I just want to say, like, really. Congratulations to Axel Anderson on scoring his first professional goal. This is a kid that has worked very, very hard to work his way from Sweden up to, I guess I can not I can call this professional hockey, but he has worked his butt off, folks. You have to understand that Axel Anderson has been fighting to find time on this goals roster. Uh, he was potentially going to go down to the ECHL, but San Diego said, no, you know what? We're going to keep him here. We're going to keep him here in San Diego, have him work on his game. And you know what? He's worked hard the last couple of weeks, and it is paying off. He's finally seen ice time. He's finally getting some looks, finally getting some shots. So to see that celebration from, from Axel Anderson, yeah, he looked stoked to score that first goal and to get that monkey off his back. So that was your final score, 5-1, to one. but I take exception to the fact that that really, how did Alexei Melanchuk get the third start of the game? I think they mistakenly they, they mistakenly put number one San Jose as third star instead of number one San Diego as the first star because Lucas Dostal he got outshot in the last two periods twenty nine to eleven. San Jose completely stopped playing hockey in the second period again, so shots on goal. to in favor of San Jose. Wait, Melnichuk saved 17 shots in 22 attempts? He allowed 5 goals in 22 attempts and you name him 3rd star of the game? Are you kidding me? Really? Limoges got 1st star. Sam Carrick got 2nd star. Okay, those are understandable. It should have been either Axel Anderson or... Or it really should have been Lucas Dostal as third star. But he didn't get it. That is stupid. That is dumb. But I digress. I'm not going to focus too much on that. Let's focus on the positive. Which was Tuesday's game. I tweeted more about the goals the past few days. Because frankly they've been more exciting to watch. Than whatever is going on in Anaheim. But that was great. That was still great. Having Zegers play out there was good. Having Axel get that power play, and put the whooping on the Barracuda. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Then we get to Wednesday's game, which was last night's game. Much of the same for the San Diego goals. They looked completely dominant last night. So much so to the point that it looked like San Jose pretty much just gave up towards the end. They were like, screw this. We're done. We're done. We can't take it anymore. We don't like what's happening here. Right away. San Diego, San Jose, they traded goals early on. Axel Anderson, he kept up his fiery streak going. He got his second goal of the season early on in that first period, making it one nothing. Joaquin Blickfeld scored his 12th of the season, tying things up at 1. But Axel Anderson, boy, he was really happy after that second goal. He was much happier after the first, but still to see the look on his face, man, he wants to play out there. He wants to belong to this San Diego goals team so hats off to Anderson, scoring two goals in a row technically for San Diego. Second period, it was all goals. They erupted once again. Vinny Lateri scored his tenth. Simon Benoit scored his first of the season. Andrew Agazino scored his tenth. Alexander True, he scored two, but it was four to two San Diego after two periods. And after that, it was a fast-paced game where Trevor Ziegris didn't amount to much in this game until the very end. Sam Carrick did get his 14th of the season from Paul Dorowski. Paul Dorowski's 26th assist of the season, his second assist of the game. And guess what? Paul Dorowski leads the American Hockey League in points once again. He has 34 points in 34 games. A point a game. Woo! (laughs) boy. But then we got to the end. Trevor Zegers finally decided to play hockey again. And he scored a nice wrist or kind of flicka, flick the wrist right to the goal. And that's your final score, 6-2 to two San Diego. Zegers woke up at the end there. So that's another goal for the one and only Trevor Zegers. And that was his ninth goal of the season on the pass from Trevor Carrick. And this was kind of like a weird breakaway too. Zegers has 18 points in 15 games. So he's averaging over a point a game. Is this the last we have seen of Zegras in a Goals uniform? I'll talk about that after this word from rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. No matter what kind of car you drive, Rock Auto has the parts for you. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades. That's over 20 years, folks. And really, they have reliably low prices. And those parts are delivered right to your front door. Why pay full price when you can go to rockauto.com in the how did you hear about us box? Tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Coming up, we're going to talk about Trevor Zegris. Should he still be playing in San Diego? Have we seen the last of him in a goals uniform? We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On, Anaheim Ducks, or today Locked On Goals, brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network with every sports going on, including hockey, baseball, basketball. And Major League Soccer, BetOnline.ag has all the sports going on and some of the futures bets going on as well, as in who's going to win the Stanley Cup. So check that out on BetOnline.ag. On your first deposit, use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. And gamble responsibly. If you're if you're betting on hockey, just gamble responsibly and don't bet on the Ducks. Just don't. There's nine games left. They're not going to win many of them. If you're going to bet, bet against the Ducks. Because they're not going anywhere. But we're not going to talk about that. We're in a good mood today because we're talking about the San Diego goals. But now we've come to the part of the podcast that many folks want me to talk about. And this has become like a weekly thing. What's going on with Zgris? You cover minor league hockey. What's going on with Zgris? What's he doing? What about that goal? How did it look up close? Man, you're so lucky. How how did that goal look? How is he looking on the faceoff dot? (laughs) Okay. I get it. You want to hear about Zegris. Okay, so here's some of the ancillary stats. So Trevor Zgris, Thursday night in Ontario. I did track this. He was 7 of 15 on face So he won 7, he lost 8. Something to point out. That first period, he won nearly every faceoff, And then he was losing them. As I mentioned, he lost 5 of his last 6 face-offs, including the last 4. One thing I did notice on Thursday's game, he had less speed in overtime. The speed was starting to go down as the game went on. He did get a lot of playing time in the first. In fact, I think his ice time was something like eight minutes in that first period. He was out there a lot in the first period. We're talking defenseman player type numbers out there. So it was a while. Second period, he was out there for a bit. Then he started getting a little bit, you know... Muscled around, I guess is the best way to put it. Look, Zegers is still young. He's still 19. He still needs to grow into that body and maybe gain about 5-10 pounds upper body. So he still needs to bulk up a little bit more. Notice that on Thursday. This was definitely noticeable on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, I hate to say this, but Zegers kind of disappeared. He didn't look that good Tuesday at all. Face-offs in the first period were one for 4 then it ended up being two for five. Or sorry, one for four, two for five. Zegras was losing face-offs clean left and right. And from what I tracked, he was only four for twelve on the face-off dot. Something I did notice that on the power play, they're starting to put Chase DeLeo on the faceoff dot instead of Trevor Zegras. Uh now I will say Jacob Perot and Axel Anderson, they were fantastic on Tuesday night. Oh, by the way, Jacob Perot. He will be here to stay because there was that bit of news that I talked about on a previous podcast that the Ontario Hockey League is no longer going to be playing this season or there's no return to play. So that means that Jacob Perot's is going to be with the goals for the remainder of the season. Axel Anderson, he will stick around too. They were good. Trevor Zegres, a couple positives from Tuesday night's game. Z's neutral zone defense was still great. And he still had some good passes from there, from that neutral zone. So right between the blue lines, he looked really good. He looked very aware on both ends of the puck. That is at least encouraging. The forecheck is at least still very good because he's looking to score at all times. The backcheck looked very weak both Tuesday night and Wednesday night. The back check is something that he cannot get lazy on and he cannot get complacent on. Maybe this is something that Zgris still has to work on. Faceoffs on Wednesday night. He didn't see a whole lot of them. Uh, last I checked, and I didn't get to track all of them because the camera missed a couple of them. But from what I saw, 3 for 10 on the face-off dot for Trevor Zgris. So he was losing a lot of them. Uh, from what I tracked... He was 7 for 22 in the faceoff dot. That's about 30%. That's not good. You do not want that from your center of the future. Uh, the Rain Slash Kings tried this with Adrian Kempe about four seasons ago. Where Kempe was a winger. Tried to move him to center. And Kempe was winning maybe 40% of faceoffs. Kempe right now is back on his natural wing position. I don't know. I'm going to be super, super honest here. You probably don't want to hear this, but I don't think Trevor Zegers should be your center of the future. He fits a lot better on the wings. He doesn't do well on the faceoff dot. He's not used to those defensive schemes, which is guys he should be covering from that center position. He's not great as far as getting to his positioning while playing center. He's found his calling at wing. Ducks, if you're going to be smart about this, maybe don't put him in center. Just don't do it. If you're the Anaheim Ducks, you have to think long and hard about what's the best type of player Trevor Zegers can be and what will bring him the most success. More accurately, what would it take to make Trevor Zegers the best possible player he can be? It's not at center position. It hasn't been the last few weeks. If there's going to be long-term success, put him on the wing. This experiment can go on for the rest of the season because it's a lost season for the Ducks. And there may or may not be any kind of playoff in the American Hockey League. So, yes, still try him out at center this year. But so far from the last couple of games especially, I don't know if that's a good idea. So that's something to really, really think about. And Ducks fans, look, Ducks I'll ask you this. Do you think he'd be better off in center or do you think he'd have more success as a wing? I want to hear from you guys. And I'll put this out to a poll uh, perhaps tomorrow since there's no action taking place tomorrow. So I'll ask, should Trevor Zegers continue playing at center or should he just go as a wing? I'll leave that up as a poll, and hopefully you guys will answer that. And I can't wait to hear from you guys. And speaking of hearing from you guys, tonight is a locker room. Look for me on the Locker Room app. You could download the app on the iOS store. I'll be talking tonight at approximately 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. I'll talk all about the Ducks. I'll have some more Trevor Zegers thoughts and some of the stuff I alluded to early on. If you really want to hear about it, you could talk to me on the Locker Room app. All right, that's going to do it for today. If you want to follow on Twitter, LO underscore Ducks is a Twitter. Oh, right. There's also the personal Twitter, which is at StimpyJD, but we're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about the LO underscore Ducks Twitter. So definitely follow me there. I know the tweets have been a little bit less, and there's been a little bit of erratic. Not erratic, but there's been some confusion going on. With the servers for Apple Podcasts, Um, there's a thing where the episode numbers are not loading. So we just decided, you know what, let's just take out the episode numbers. Just have the episodes come up in chronological order. So you may notice that the episode numbers are gone. And there's still some little kinks to be worked out. But it is getting there, folks. I promise. New episodes are still coming daily. They just might not show up. The only way they will show up on your feed is if you subscribe or if you follow the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, tomorrow is a mailbag episode. So if you have any questions, email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com or respond to the tweet. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll definitely hear from some of the fans out there for locked on goals. I'm Jason JD Hernandez. Saying, "Have a great rest of the day. Please continue practicing social distancing. Be kind to one another, and ducks fly together, and gulls fly together. Caca caca."